Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 42. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Fire Nation, we are building an incredible community at EntrepreneurOnFire.com. If you're starting or running a business, you simply have to check out the free resources we have for you. Also, every interviewee has their own dedicated page with a full recap and contact info. Come join our awesome community at eofire.com and reach out to me with any questions or suggestions you have. Entrepreneuronfire.com was created for you, so come on over and help make it stronger. And now let's give it up for our Canadian five-star reviews. Mr. LeClerc, Mike Reinsu, Manny070, LB6822, Jen Swanson, and Triple Z. Thank you so much for your support. I look forward to thanking everybody who does the same. Okay, let's get started. I am simply ecstatic to introduce my guest today, John Jonas. John, are you prepared to ignite? Yes, I am. All right. A few years ago, John figured out how to make money online, and that's mostly how people know him. More recently, he's known as a guy to go to for how to replace themselves and live the 17-hour work week. He's about working as little as he needs to so he can have more time to spend with his family, golfing, and helping others live the lifestyle he lives. I've given Fire Nation a little overview, John, but why don't you take a minute, tell us a little bit about you personally, where you are, who you are, where you're from, about how old you are, and then launch into your business. Uh, thanks, John. I appreciate it. So I, I'm 33, 30, 34. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I lose track too. <laughs> 34. Uh, I live in Utah, and I, am, I, I have a beautiful wife and four kids. And um, in, in, I guess in, interesting thing about my where I am, uh, right now, I, I, for the last about five years, I've worked about 17 hours a week. And, and, and I call it the 17-hour work week as opposed to Tim Ferriss's four-hour work week because I've been there at four and it's just not enough for me. Like, I just need more to do than four hours a, a, a week. <laughs> not and a so, bad thing. Yeah, no, I, I get bored at four hours a week. So, um, you know, 17 hours a week, it lets me play golf every day and then I get to work and I get to spend a lot of time with my kids and doing whatever else I want. So, um, so a little bit of my backstory, I had a job, it's been about eight years now. I had a job and I, my only goal was to quit the job when I had the job because I hated it. I'm, I'm a terrible, terrible employee and, and when I had that job, I just didn't want to be working for someone else. I didn't, it didn't motivate me. And I would just always, I'd go home from my job and work my butt off to figure out how to make money somewhere else. And when I figured that out, I quit my job and I've been at working from home ever since. Awesome. And I really look forward to diving into that more later. And we'll transition now into our first real topic, which is our success quote. Because at Entrepreneur on Fire, we like to start the interview off with a little motivation to get our listeners really excited about what you have for us later, John. So what is a success quote that you can share with us today? Uh, for me, implementation is everything. Um, if you're not implementing what you're learning, if you're not implementing what you know, 
it's really hard to succeed. So implementation is everything. I love it because, you know, sometimes as entrepreneurs, we spend so much time learning, learning, learning. And if we're not actually implementing the tools, we're not only going to improve upon them, but we're not actually going to be able to use them in our businesses. So I'm really glad that you brought that point up. Can you give us a specific example of how you actually do that on a daily or weekly basis with your 17-hour work week? So, I mean, the, the general idea for me is I have other people doing my work. I, I get Filipino virtual assistants to do everything I possibly can. And it's amazing how talented they are, that they what they can do. So, for example, we recently wanted to start doing Facebook advertising. And so I sent an email to one of my girls in the Philippines and said, I want you to learn everything you can learn about Facebook advertising. And... And then tell me about it and send me a plan for, for what we're going, what we should be doing with our advertising. And, and she spent a, about a week learning. And I, I, in that time, I sent her a book that I wanted her to read about it. And then she sent me a plan just a couple of days ago and said, here's what I think we should do. We should advertise uh, to this demographic and we should set up our landing page like this. And this is what we should give away. And this is how the sales work for it. And that's, that's, that is an example of how I implement everything that I that I can. Um, another example: I had a phone call with a with a, a friend of mine, Robert Grant, and he talked about setting up a webinar, but he wanted to do it a little bit differently. He wanted to set up the registration page differently, and he wanted to he wanted it on a separate domain and pictures. And so I sent an email to one of my guys in the Philippines and said, "Hey, we want to do a webinar, but it's going to be different than what we normally do." So. I need you to set up this registration page and I described exactly what Robert and I had talked about and what I had in my notes and I sent it to him and a couple days later he sends it back with a registration page and it's all set up with eye contact and go to webinar and and everything's done. So there's a couple specific answers of how I implement everything in my business. I love that insight and just because you were so generous in sharing that, I'll share a little bit of insight with myself is that currently Entrepreneur on Fire has three full-time virtual assistants, all based out of the Philippines. I could not be more impressed with just the ingenuity, the hard work, the loyalty of my virtual assistants. I've just been really pleased with that. And I have one girl that just does all of my transcribing for every single podcast, and that's seven a week. So she has a full-time job there. Then I have one girl that's just social media, like you were just saying with your Facebook VA. This is what she does. She just does all of our all of our um, social media for Entrepreneur Fire. Then I just have our admin girl who does design and does inbox. And it is unbelievable how much more I can get done as the basically interviewer for Entrepreneur on Fire, focusing on the quality of the podcast and finding guests such as yourself to bring on the show while still having my business running in every other area. So listen, John, let's move into our next topic, which is your journey as an entrepreneur at some point had failure or had an obstacle that you encountered or just had multiple challenges that you had to drive through. Because that's the life of an entrepreneur. We face challenges and failure every single day. It's what defines us as entrepreneurs. Can you share with Entrepreneur Fire, with our listeners, a failure that you faced at some point in your journey and how you reacted to that? Yeah, you know, I I remember what I learned from this. I we had set up a product and and 
we were really excited about this product because it was really awesome. And we spent a lot of time on it and building the product and getting the website right and working on the product and getting the website right. And, and in the end, I lost my excitement for it. And what I ended up learning was it doesn't really matter how awesome your product is or how cool you think it is or how helpful you think it is. If you can't sell it, it doesn't really matter. And I, I remember learning that at the time and pushing past that complete failure product because I didn't know how to sell it. I didn't know what I was going to do to sell it. And every time since then that I've had a product that I spent any time on, I knew up front how to sell it. I knew what I was going to do to get it in front of people. I knew why it pushed certain buttons. I knew what problem it solved. And that failure really, really helped propel my business forward where now I don't, you know, if there's not that stumbling block. And I think this is so often a stumbling block for so many entrepreneurs where they have this great idea and they don't really know how to sell it. And that's the question they have. Well, I have this really awesome product, but how do I sell it? How do I get in front of people? Well, if you don't know how to get it in front of people, if you don't know how to sell it, you're going to have a really hard time succeeding. And that was, that was kind of a really big aha moment for me where I had failed at this because I didn't know. And now I just make sure that's part of my qualification for any product that I do is I know how to sell this. I know how to get this in front of people. I know, I know the sales process. I understand it. So that's, there's a good failure. That is a failure. And it's very helpful because as entrepreneurs, a lot of times we get so caught up in the creation of the product and we're just so sure that it's going to be such a hit and then so often we launch and we just hear crickets. And a lot of people wonder why. And I've just had entrepreneur after entrepreneur come on the show and just speak so highly of the MVP method, the minimally viable product. And that is just create something that you're into and that you love, but then get it out there as soon as possible. And just whatever it is, the minimally viable, it's the Eric Ries Lean Startup Method. And then start getting feedback and then use that feedback to craft the product to its completion. And at that point, you will have a product that's received well by the customers because they're the ones that have had a huge hand in crafting it. So I hear you, John. I've been there myself. I'm glad you learned that great lesson. Thank you for sharing your specific moment with Entrepreneur on Fire. It just really helps us all in our journey. And we're going to use that to transition to the other end of the spectrum now because you share with us a failure. That's great. Now we have that other end, which is the aha moment, when as entrepreneurs, every single day, we're having these little aha moments that are just inspiring us and moving us forward, and they just help us continue on this roller coaster journey. Can you share with Fire Nation an actual aha moment that you had where just the light bulb came on, the clouds parted, and the sun just shone through, and you were like, wow, this is really going to resonate. And then what did you do from that moment? I remember specifically, I remember where I was sitting and what happened. I was trying to do some marketing stuff in my business. I, I was trying, I remember what it was. I was trying to do article marketing and this is seven years ago. And, and I was also trying to do the programming and I was also trying to uh, do the marketing message and there was just all kinds of stuff that I was trying to do. And, and I'd gotten some good advice on hiring a Filipino virtual assistant and, and I, and one day I decided I'm going to try this. And I, and I had tried using like Odesk or Elance and, 
And it just wasn't what I wanted. Like it just didn't change my business how I had hoped it would, where I could forget about that task and focus on other things. So I ended up hiring this guy in the Philippines and he was full time and and I and I gave him this training and for a couple of days we worked on on article marketing. And then one day I get an email from him that says, here's here's what I did today. And he did all of these tasks that that I had been trying to do for weeks and weeks and weeks. And as an entrepreneur, as you know, trying to run my own business, there's just not time to focus on one thing all day long. It just doesn't work. Um, where there's so many moving parts to a business. And all of a sudden I had this guy focusing on this one task all day long and he did it and he did it as well as I could do it or better than I could do it. And it got done. And that was my aha moment with that. When I got that email from him, I realized, holy crap, there is so much stuff to do. I can get someone else to do this. I, I can get someone else. And they're super affordable and, and I can actually afford to get someone else to do this for me. Where before that I I couldn't and I and I I didn't, you know, I didn't realize I could, you know, this guy was making $250 a month and full time, you know, a dollar, I don't know, a dollar fifty an hour, something like that. And and all of a sudden I I was getting all the stuff done that I wanted to get done around article marketing and I wasn't doing it. And that was that that moment changed my business forever. That's a great aha moment, John. And I just love the fact that you were able to incorporate so many different things into what you've now created and the team that you have around you to be really a full-fledged business, but at the same time, you're just having and leveraging so many different angles. And that's that's huge. And I'm still trying to find that right niche with Entrepreneur on Fire as I'm growing as a business. So I definitely look forward to diving even a little more into that just in a little bit. But before we do, can you share with Fire Nation, have you had an I've made it moment? <laughs> I've had lots of them. Um, I remember the first, I remember the first uh, $500 day that I had where I made $500 that day and I didn't do anything. It was all, it, it all just came in, um, passive income. And I remember walking into the living room with my wife and tell oh my gosh, I'm emotional about this. I remember walking into the living room and telling her, well, I made I made five hundred dollars today. And and we didn't I didn't do anything. And I remember my first thousand dollar day and doing the same thing. And and that changed when it was like a two thousand dollar day or a five thousand dollar day. And um, but I remember each of those, each of those and thinking wow, this is, this is it. You know, I, I mean, I've, I've done it and, and each, and, and I've made it changes over time where I have different goals today than I had then. And, but, but every, every time that I, I reached a goal, um, it was an, I made it, I, I've done it. And then, and then you realize, oh wait, there's more. But I, I, I specifically remember that first $500 day and the $1,000 day and the $5,000 day we're like, I've made it each, each of those times. That's awesome, John. Congratulations on that. It's a great milestone to be hitting these numbers that are really impressing you. And it's so important as an entrepreneur to take a moment and actually have these little I've made it moments, even when you just start off and you 
have a $5 day and then a $50 day. And then for you, it was a 500, a thousand, 5,000. It's so important to actually appreciate the achievements that you've had because that's what it's all about. It's all about the journey. Your journey has been a great one and I really appreciate you sharing it with us thus far. And on that note, can you share with us something in your current business right now? One thing that's really exciting you about your business. Yeah, one of my VAs is getting really good at current Google SEO and getting us getting us to the top of Google in the current market of of what Google is doing and that's exciting to me. It's exciting to watch our website's rankings go up as for the last couple of years we've kind of struggled with it because we we didn't evolve as Google has changed stuff and now We've evolved, and, and I, I, one of my VAs has really figured it out, and he's helping another guy do it, and, and we have websites that are ranking and doing well, and that's really exciting because, that again, that's passive income for me that I'm not, I'm not having to do it. So, John, that was something that's really exciting. I'm glad you shared I just have a couple more questions along these lines. Can you just take us through a process of how you find your VAs? At onlinejobs.ph, which is my website, by the way, and I, I always need—I I always feel the need to dis, to give a disclaimer that I own it, um, but it is the biggest marketplace of Filipinos. So I go to onlinejobs.ph. Um, sometimes I post a job and say, "Here's what I need done," or other times I will search through the resumes and email like 20 different candidates without spending too much time looking in detail at them. And I think a big mistake that people like to make is they like to search through and sort and find the one guy that they want to hire and email him, and then they're frustrated when he doesn't email back. So I'll email like 20 people, uh, wait for their responses, then I'll look in more detail at their questions, and then I'll, then I'll spend a week or two interviewing them by email. I'll just ask them question after question after question after question and see their responses and narrow it down to the one that I want to hire. So that's kind of my short, short process of how I do it. No, that's a great, uh, great process. And I have something very similar to say from my end as well. I mean, it's so important to have a specific list of questions when you're, when you're reaching out to these VAs. And like you just said, don't get too in love or in depth with anyone in particular because you just don't know what their current situation is. They may have put their resume up weeks ago or they may have already taken another job. So just do a little bit of a scatter shot to people look good and then really judge their responses as to how they fit with what you're trying to do. So that's great advice. I definitely second that. And now let's move on to my next question, which is what exactly is your business model? What allows you to earn $5,000, $10,000 a day or $160,000 in one month? So I have I have a couple different business models that I, I work on. One of them is, is affiliate. I'm just an affiliate. This is what my, my Filipinos work on all these things. This is where I got started doing this, uh, where we build, a, we build websites. We write content on the websites that's helpful to people. We drive traffic to our websites, and then we just have affiliate links on them. And, and that's, that's one of our business models that, uh, that my Filipinos work on, and, and that's pretty big. Um, the other one is is teaching outsourcing, where we teach people how to hire Filipinos. So I already mentioned onlinejobs.ph, which we own. So we own the marketplace for hiring Filipinos, and that and that you know anybody can go in and and search and find Filipinos. Um, I've been doing it for just over seven years, where I'm hiring them full time. So at 
replacemyself.com is where I teach what I've learned. And I actually teach, so the business model is I teach it for free. And then I've created dozens of training modules to give to the Filipino VAs so that when you hire someone, you don't have to create trainings for them. You can just take my trainings and give it to your VA and they can be productive for you from day one with little to no effort on your part. And so that's that's the business model there is we sell we sell training to give to the VAs. Um, so there's two things there. There's the online jobs side where you find the Filipino VAs and um, and then there's the training side where we give you the training to give to the VA that you hire. So three different business models. So just give us a range. It doesn't have to be that exact, but approximate, just so the listeners can kind of get an idea. But if they're going to look to reach out on onlinejobs.ph and hire a VA, what is approximately the monthly salary they can expect to pay over the course of one month? So I have 12 full-time virtual assistants that work for me, and they make between $250 and $750 per month, full-time. And most of those have come from onlinejobs.ph, although some of them came before online jobs existed. Um, and so on, like on the high end, $750 is like really, really talented programmers where they are doing full-time high level programming work for me. Um, on the low end is like, a, a girl who does random miscellaneous tasks for me, um, at like 300, 350, I have, people that are webmasters, WordPress, uh, content writers, they do marketing, uh, SEO and Facebook and article marketing or YouTube marketing. Um, I have a girl that makes phone calls to the US. Uh, we're writing you know, a bunch of press releases. So that's all getting done in like the mid range, 300 to $500 a month. Cool. Thanks for that insight. That's just something I was really kind of seeing, you know, where, what I was paying and seeing if it was right in the uh, the ballparks. So that's just great to know. And it's just great to ha- for Fire Nation to really just get a grasp about what they're talking about if they're looking to implement this into their current business or their business plan if they're going to launch. So on that note, John, let's move into the last portion of the show, which happens to be my favorite part, the lightning rounds. This is where I get to ask you five Awesome questions. You come back with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? Okay. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Nothing was holding me back from becoming an entrepreneur. I think I was always, I had always had some entrepreneurial spirit. I always wanted to do it myself. What was holding me back from quitting my job was having, we, I had always kept no debt. I had always kept no financial responsibilities. I just needed that little bit of income to allow me to take the leap of leaving my job. And once I had that little bit of income, which wasn't, it wasn't enough to replace my full-time job, but it was enough for us to live on. That was, that was when I took the leap and, and that leap made all the difference. What is the best business advice you ever received? The thing that made the biggest difference was I was talking with John Brazee of backcountry.com and uh, 
he, we were doing some pretty similar things. And this is, this is seven years ago. He says, when you're ready to, when you're ready to start outsourcing this stuff, make sure you go to the Philippines with it. And I said, huh, why? And he said, because in India, when you tell them something and they say, yes, that means, yes, I heard something come out of your mouth, not yes, I understood what you said. And and, you know, obviously that, I mean, that was kind of a shock to me, but that advice of go to the Philippines with it changed everything for me because it allowed me to set up systems with people that I could afford to build my business and I could focus on making sales and not focus on doing the grunt work in my business. That changed everything. Incredible. What's something that's working for you or your business right now besides outsourcing? Um, webinars, webinars, webinars work. We also Facebook advertising is working for us. Can you share with us what you do with Facebook advertising? Yeah, we're targeting people that we believe are interested in what we, in what we teach and then showing ads, which we're testing different ads, uh, but which provoke their curiosity and, and then we send them to a landing page where we tell them we're going to we're going to give them enough information for them to get started outsourcing and we ask for their email and we give them a couple reasons why they would want to do it and then we give them the the information after they've opted in and the the clicks are cheap enough and the opt-ins are high enough that it's it's working so and this is this is pretty new for us, but it's you know we're we're testing it still and we're we're getting I don't know not that many opt-ins a day yet five or ten opt-ins a day right now and but it, but it's it's working profitably which is awesome. That's awesome. So John, what's an internet resource that you're just in love with, like an Evernote that you can share with Fire Nation? Jing. Uh, jingproject.com it's screen capture software made by the makers of Camtasia it, it it's free and it just you capture audio and video or just your screen and take an image and it's amazingly productive because it it there's almost no involvement other than show someone what you want done and send it to them and it's so easy I love it it is so easy I use it Often, whenever you just want to show someone to change a design to move something here, there's arrows and there's text. So, so glad you brought that up. That is such a valuable tool. What's the best business book you've ever read? I remember the first one, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, changed my life because it changed my mindset. And that was when I was in college. And um, The Millionaire Next Door uh, did it again. And, and, and this is kind of interesting because it didn't teach me about business, but it taught me how to stay out of debt, which meant I could take risks in business because I didn't have obligations elsewhere. And if it failed, it didn't really matter. And so I, I was able to take other risks. Um, who moved my cheese? is like a hundred pages and really, really great. Um, Seth Godin's The Dip was another one that's helped me push through problems, hard times in my business and realize, oh yeah, we're going to have this and you just have to push through it. 
Uh, I love The Dip. Um, it's a book that I refer to so often on this show just because it is so relevant to entrepreneurs in so many different levels. And it's not a long read like none of his books are, which is great because it's just packed with content. So thank you for sharing that. And John, thank you for sharing all of this actionable advice that you have this entire interview. You've been so helpful to Fire Nation. We are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, then give yourself a plug, and then we'll say goodbye. So the last piece of guidance is if you haven't, and obviously this is what I teach and it's part of my business, but it's, it's the biggest thing that has affected my success is get someone else to do some of your work for you. Get someone else, not just, not just, don't just go and outsource because anybody can just outsource something. Go get someone else to do the work that you are currently doing and free up some of your time. And that, because that's, that's how I approach it, is I want someone else to do what I'm currently doing and then I can focus on improving something else in my business because I have the time now to do it. And go, that, so that's my parting piece of advice. Go get someone else to do something that you're currently doing and then focus on something else. And then what was the last piece? What was the other thing that you wanted? Oh, a plug. Uh, you can find out more about me at, I, I teach outsourcing at replacemyself.com. It's free. I, I'll, you can find Filipino VAs at onlinejobs.ph. You can find me at johnjonas.com. Awesome. All of that will be linked up in the show notes, John. Entrepreneuronfire.com slash 73. All of these will be linked up so people can just go there and check you out on every single level. And thank you so much for spending your time today with Fire Nation. We salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. No problem. Talk to you later. Fire Nation, thank you so much for joining us today. Are you interested in learning five ways to make $500 this month? How about five productivity tips that will help you today? Well, that and more is my free gift to you when you go to eofire.com and subscribe to Fire Nation. Lastly, for that entrepreneur ready to take it to the next level, visit ignitemastermind.com, join our elite mastermind community, and watch your business or business idea explode. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.